Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, and welcome to Picks and Parlays, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, where we're broadcasting live every Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. My name's Allie Burns. You can find me on Twitter, at PlusMoneyHoney. And you can find Picks and Parlays just about everywhere else you're at on the web. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Every day we're posting new videos and free picks. So subscribe to that YouTube page and don't forget to check in. Uh, or visit us at the mothership at picksandparlays.net. We like to think that we're up with the get down when it comes to sports betting. And we're not afraid to prove it. We've got 35 of the world's best handicappers right there on the site. All their stats, wins, losses, profit margins, it's all right there for you to take a look at. I actually had a good time today going through some of their bios. Really interesting guys. Uh, while I've got you here, let me tell you about a promo code that we're offering for the month of March. We kept it simple. It's promo code MARCH. Pop that in when you're on picksandparlays.net. Fill up your cart and you can save yourself 15% when it comes to checkout. Uh, so I've got a really good show for you guys today. We're going to do a little EPL, some Ingr English Premier League soccer with Al Ninos and Nick Giever. And we're going to do some college basketball with Damien the Omen Sosh. Uh, and we'll wrap things up with Craig Trapp and some free NBA picks. We're doing this all for Wednesday, March the 4th. Uh, Wednesday, March the 4th, as it turns out, is Bug a GI day. So, you know, unfortunately, there's none in the studio, but if you've got one next to you, give that GI a big hug because it's their day today. All right, so that just about wraps me up for now. Grab a pen, grab a paper, and we'll be right back. We're going to go through all the free picks of today. You're going to want to write them down. If you lose your pen, don't worry. I'll recap them at the end of the show for you. Sit tight, and we'll be right back. Hey guys, and welcome back. As I promised you, it is time for some English Premier League soccer picks with Al and Nick. Al and Nick, do I have you on the line? Yeah. Oh, yes, you do, Ali. Good, <laughs> well, to, good to be here. Now, Ali, did I hear you say that today was Hug Your Gastrointestinal Tract Day? Yes, yes, you did. I thought it was Hug oh. Your Three and Three Quarter of an Inch Plastic Doll Day. Oh, could be that too. That's. Uh, <laughs> I think they make them out of silicone now, but we'll leave that for another discussion. All right, fair enough. Al, how are you doing? I haven't met you before. Hello, my name is Ali, Al. Pleasure to meet you, Al. Yeah, nice to meet you, Ali. Cheers. All right, guys, are you guys ready to talk some soccer or football, we can call it, because we're in Why the English not? realm? Why not, Ali? Yeah, <laughs> Okay, let's so go. let's start out with the Wolves and Brighton Hove Albion. What do you guys think about this one? Well, I'll tell you what, why don't I go first? Because, uh, you know, I'm the oldest, and I, I think <laughs> it's just a mark of respect. Uh, so, look, uh, if you listen to this show, you would have heard us, and Al in particular, myself, to telling you that in the Tottenham Wolves game, you wanted to take Tottenham because they are, uh, pardon me, you wanted to take Wolves because they're a terrific team. Uh, Adama Traore, uh, Raul Jimenez, you know, one of the best number nines in the Premier League. They are on fire, Tottenham struggling. And you know what? If you'd done that, you would have got some of that delicious and juicy plus money. I think it was plus 235 hours, if I'm not mistaken, because guess what happened? Wolves beat Tottenham. This match, Wolves playing Brighton Hove Albion. 
Wolves won two in a row. They are currently trying, doing their best. They're tied on points with Man United for that fifth spot. They're going to want to win this game against a Brighton team that is gone is a bit lackluster. They've gone a bit cold, uh, which is an understatement, to be fair, because they haven't won a game since just after Christmas. Uh, there's no way on earth I could take anything other than a Wolverhampton's Wanderers victory uh, in this game. Uh, I know Al's going to probably take the pick'em because he's a little bit more conservative than I am, but I'm just going to swoop in for that yummy, yummy, yummy plus money. And I believe right now Wolverhampton Wanderers on the plus money side, are there is none. They're minus 147. So that's just going to mm -hmm. show you. You have You've to got take me all Wolves, excited. Though, they're going to win. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, Al, what say you? Do you think he's right? Uh, yeah, I absolutely think uh, he's right. There's only one way to look at this game, and it's the Wolves. I mean, yeah, as he said, he called that game perfectly, by the way, against Tottenham. He said if Tottenham got out to a lead that the Wolves would come back in it. But, uh. If the Wolves, which they did twice, by the way, and then uh, he did say that once the, if the Wolves would take the lead, that Tottenham would not be able to come back, which is the way the game ended. And so congrats to you, uh, Nick. That was a great call there. But again, yeah, I have to agree with him this time. And uh, yeah, we're actually going to have to lay some goals here to try to get some value on the Wolves. So uh, I like them uh, right now. I see them on the... Uh, you take put a bit on the money line which is really juiced and then a bit on minus one line it should come out to about a minus 116. all right and that ain't bad okay yeah it's not bad nick you really are good at picking the total the final score of the game i must say that i follow your stuff you're pretty good at well, that well you know ali I, I have been a professional pundit specializing in the premier league this will be my 20th year a pundit specializing in the Premier League? Say that five times It's a lot of peas, I know. I know. <laughs> it's a lot of peas. I'll write yes, you exactly. your own you tongue twister. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, so we're going to move on to Sheffield and Norwich. Al, let's start with you this time. What do you got to say about this one? Yeah, this is another big mismatch. I mean, uh, Sheffield's obviously the better team here. And uh, again, the big favorites. Um uh, there may be a battle for the other two relegation spots, but uh, Norwich has got their uh, spot at the bottom of the table locked up, I think. And uh, they are coming off a pretty impressive 1-0 win against Leicester. But, uh, you know, just like the best teams you saw go down can't win them all. I guess the worst teams can't lose them all either. I uh, don't think that's a trend that will be continuing, though. And uh, I think Sheffield wins this one rather easily again we're gonna have to lay that same line pretty much a little put a little bit on the money line a bit on the minus one uh nick will probably just put it all on the money and get some plus money but uh, i'm doing that same money line minus one for uh, this time more to i see that one at minus 118. all right minus yeah. 118 nick go ahead well you you know al i, I... Before the, before the show, you know, we talked about the picks. And I said, you know, I think I agree with the, you on everything. But, you know, I have to say, the more I think about this particular match, Norwich are coming off that massive win, albeit uh, it was at Carrow Road, so it was at home against Leicester City. And, and, you know, look, very unique to sports outside of America is this promotion and relegation battle that goes on. The bottom three teams in the Premier League will get dumped down to the championship. That is like moving out of the NFL and going to play in the XFL, to use an example. And the top three teams in the XFL would come up to the NFL. What happens when we get this late in, on in the season, 10 games to the end? The teams that are in danger of losing all that delicious Premier League money and, uh, and star power 
they start fighting for their lives. And, you know, we saw this particularly over the weekend, Watford getting, uh, giving the first defeat to Liverpool of the season. Why? Well, Watford, a decent team, but they are fighting for their very lives. Norwich City, they are not out of this battle yet. This three points they picked up at Leicester City could well have given them some a little bit of uh, a little bit of drive, shall we say, a little bit of belief. Uh, you know, they're not a great team, no doubt about it. Sheffield United are a lovely team. They were both these teams were promoted from the championship. They both played each other last season a lot. Uh, and Sheffield United coming off a draw, albeit to to Brighton Hove Albion, a team they should have beaten. You know what, Al? I'm gonna I'm gonna change it up on you, buddy. I'm gonna say this is a draw. A draw? Is he allowed to do that? Good Al? luck with that one. Uh, I don't know if he should be on this one. I mean, I, I don't see it here, but uh, best of luck to you. All right, fair enough. I wasn't going to bring up the 3-0 Liverpool loss, but... No, bring Ouch. it up. It's fine. And, and look, <laughs> Liverpool are in trouble. They're, they're having their blip. Every team will have a blip unless you're Arsenal in their invincible season. They, they lost to <laughs> Atletico Madrid. Uh, you know, they had a tough game against West Ham. By the way, don't count out the fact one of the toughest games they played this season was that 1-0 victory got over Norwich City. So, and that was just the game before they lost to, to Watford. So, look, these teams at the bottom fight for their lives and they give the effort that maybe they should have done at the beginning of the season. They wouldn't be at the bloody bottom of the table. But uh, let's just go with it. Let's move on because I know we're running right. out of time. This we next are, we game, are. We're going to have a lovely consensus. <laughs> All right. Uh, dueling handicappers, I present you Watford and Crystal Palace. Nick, go. I don't think actually Al and I are going to be in much disagreement on this one, to be honest with you. I am a huge fan of this Watford team. Uh, you know, I've talked about them a lot. Uh, I think this team, particularly, you know, they, they lost Troy Deeney for much of the early part of the season, and, and he was their, you know, he was he is their body and their soul. It's a very well-run club. Uh, it, it's, it's a club where everybody's happy, and they were really, you know, struggling at the bottom of the table. They bring in Nigel Pearson. He turned it around, and they had a little bit of a dead spell. This win against Liverpool, though, gives them all the impetus. I use the dust boot analogy. I said Watford were that submarine that was stuck at the bottom of the ocean, and they're fixing it, and they're blowing the water out, and it's their last gasp, and suddenly it shakes, and it moves, and the sand blows, and it slowly lifts up off the bottom. Well, that's what Watford have been doing. Uh, they are now out of the relegation zone. Uh, this is a huge match. Now, Crystal Palace, on the other hand, I'll make this quick. Uh, you know, this is one of these teams, uh, you just never know what you're going to get day in, day out. I mean, they are a Roy Hodgson team, so they should be a little bit more predictable. They have won two on the bounce, though, against Newcastle and against Brighton Hove Albion. But you know what? I like Watford for this game. They've got so much more to play for than Crystal Palace. I'm going to take the away team here, and I believe uh, that there is some delicious plus money on this one. Is there not, Al? Yeah, I believe they're at plus 178. Let me double-check that number for you. Uh... But yeah, I do agree that Watford is the side. Uh, unfortunately, this is the one that I see as the closest one of the three. So if there were to be a draw, this is the one I would put my money on. But that means, sorry, I see a plus 189. So yeah, a more, uh, more uh, plus money for you there. Uh, but yeah, um, you know, uh, we've talked about how um, inconsistent some of these teams been i think uh, watford's really showed that throughout their season and uh, maybe even uh, summed it up in their last two games you know uh, losing three nil to, to united and then uh, following that up with that big uh three nil win uh against liverpool 
And um, well, I think they do carry that momentum over to this game. And All right. you know, Palace coming off two uh, one nil wins. But you have to go a long way, all the way back to 2019 to find the last one before I need a pick. And, yeah, okay, I'm taking time. Watford out of that pick him at plus 110. All right. Both of them oh, pick Watford. We'll be right back with uh, NCAA with Damian Sosh. Sit tight. Hey, guys, and welcome back. Picks and parlays right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Don't forget, you can catch us streaming live every Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern and 1 p.m. Pacific. Now it's time for some college hoops. I've got Damien the Omen Sosh on the line. Damien, are you there? I'm here, Ali. How you doing? I'm rocking and rolling. How's your uh, few days of March treating you so far? So far, so good. Uh, so far, so good. I mean, definitely looking forward to... Uh, the, the March Madness going on, tournaments already starting up. It's a, it's a great time for college basketball right oh, now. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It really <laughs> is. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, spoken from someone who's not a huge football fan, clearly. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> we've got four games today. These are all pretty good ones. I'm excited about all of them. I'm going to start you off with Xavier at Providence. Xavier is 19 and 10. Um Number seven in the Big East. They've won three of their last five. Uh, last one was at Georgetown, 66 to 63. Depending on where you got that number, uh, it closed at minus three and a half. They did not cover it, but you could have got something better. They are five and five on the road. Providence is 17 and 12. This is a team I really like and I've been following, and they've just kind of kicked themselves into gear. They've won four in a row. Uh, last one was at Villanova, 58 to 54. They covered the plus seven and a half. They're 11-3 and three at home. I feel like this is a really even matchup that could go back and forth. I'm showing it Xavier plus 5, Providence minus 5 at home, and a total of 131. What do you think? Yeah, taking a look at this game, right now as it stands, I would say Xavier is in the tournament. They're coming off wins versus DePaul, and they just beat Georgetown, as you mentioned, with the three-pointer right at the buzzer as time yeah. expired. Um, you know, Xavier beat this Providence team uh, back on February 8th, the final score is 64 to 58. But since then, um, Providence really has picked it up. They had some struggles early on in the season. Providence, they were just six and six at one time. Some yeah. bad losses to Northwestern, Long Beach State. But right now, though, I'd say they're one of the hottest teams in the country. Uh, they won four in a row. In the month of February, they beat five top 25 teams in, in yeah. February alone. Very impressive. Um, and one of the... Um, one of their reasons for all their success is their ability to get to the foul line. This is a team in Big East play. They shoot 21 foul shots per game. Over the recent um, win streak, they've been shooting 26 foul shots per game. That's a lot of free If they can, you know, convert in their foul shots, a lot of free points. Um, and another reason for their success is the improved play of Luani Pipkins. Uh, he's a senior guard. He only averages 10 points on the season. Uh, his last two games, though, He's put up 27 and 24 points. Um, that's over Marquette and Villanova. Um, Pipkins, he's just 5'11", but he has the ability to create his own shot. Um, you know, and he can take over a game when needed. Providence is just really hot right now, and I like them at home laying the five points against Xavier. All right. Damien says lay the five at home with Providence. I like it. Um, okay, so let's move on to Georgetown and Creighton. This is a little bit... Uh, 
more of a lopsided matchup than an even one, we'll say. Georgetown's 15 and 14. They're number eight in the Big East. They beat Creighton once already, 83 to 80, um, in earlier in February, but they have lost their last four games. Just lost to Xavier, 66 to 63. We were talking about that. They're four and six on the road. And they're cruising to Creighton, which is a tough place to play at home. Uh, they're 11 and three at home. 20, 20, I can't talk today, y'all. Just bear with me. 22 and seven on the season. Number 11 in the country. Number two in the Big East. Uh, they were on a five-game winning streak, but they just came off a loss at St. John. It was a 20-point loss. It was kind of a no-joker. Uh, but they've been one of the hottest teams in the nation for over a month, so I feel like they're going to pull it together at home. Showing them as a pretty big favorite, minus 11, 152.5 is the total. Do we lay all those points or do we take them? Yeah, well, looking into this game, as you mentioned, Creighton, I'm sorry, Georgetown beat Creighton way back uh, in, Janu on, in January there it was. And since that game, though, Georgetown has just gone 3-8 and eight on the season. Um, they play hard, but they're not a very deep team. If you remember, they had some players that were either dismissed or left the program. Right. And now they have some injury concerns to deal with on top of that. Um, Seven-footer Omer, uh, you're seven. Uh, he missed four of his last five games, and Mac McClung has missed seven of his last eight games. Uh, you're at seven, scored 20 points in the first meeting against Creighton, and McClung had 19 in that same game against Creighton. Right now, it's not looking like they're going to be suiting up again for this one. Um, and meanwhile, as you mentioned, Creighton coming off that 20-point loss to St. John's, they're going to be mad. They want to get yeah. some revenge. They shot just four for 27 from three-point range in that game. At Creighton, though, they still have one of the top offenses in the game. Georgetown has the worst defense in the Big East. They allow their opponents to shoot 36% from the three-point line. Creighton is a team that can shoot the basketball. Um, you know, the injuries, the lack of lack of depth on Georgetown so late in the season, I think it's really taking its toll on the Hoyas right now. And, you know, Creighton, I just think they bounce back in a big way from that loss against St. John's. And it's a big number, but I do like them laying the 11 at home in this game against Georgetown. All right, take the minus 11 with Creighton. I, I totally think you're right, but it's like so hard for me to lay 11 points. It really is. Maybe that's an in-gamer for it, me. It is a yeah. <laughs> take a look at the live line. Never know yeah. where you get a better number. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're gonna move on to Villanova and Seton Hall. Nova is 22 and seven. They're number 14 in the country and number three in the Big East. Uh, they are coming off that home loss to Providence we were talking about, 58 to 54. Clearly, they did not cover. Um, I was kind of thinking maybe they they uh, looked ahead of Providence to play this game against Seton Hall, but I mean you can't deny Providence is good anyway because they won four in a row or five in a row before that loss. They're seven and three on the road. I have a feeling Jay Wright is like ready to rumble with Seton Hall. Hall's 21 and seven. I feel bad because I'm not doing Nick's pirate voice right now. Uh, number eight in the country, number one in the Big East. Uh, they beat Villanova at home 70 to 64 in early February. Three wins in a row. Last one was at Marquette, 88 to 78. It's a convincing one. They're 11 and three at home. Showing them as a favorite, minus four and a half, and the total's at 140. Lay it on me. Uh, you know, these are two pretty evenly matched teams. They rank three and four in the Big East in offense and one and two in defense. 
Uh, Seton Hall right now at 13 and three there, 13 and three in the Big East, pretty much in the driver's seat for the regular season title. But they have the toughest road, um, the, the toughest games remaining of anybody in the Big East. Obviously, the game with Villanova, and then they finish up on the road at Creighton. Um, right. You know, Seton Hall loses both. If they lose both of these games, either Villanova or Creighton does have a shot at the regular at the top seed there in the Big East. Um, right. The uh, Villanova, as you mentioned, they lost that game against Providence. It was a very ugly offensive game for Villanova, uh, which is very unusual for them because they're a pretty good shooting team. They shoot 35%. Um, I'm sorry, in that game against Providence, they shot just 35% from the floor and five for 30 from three. On the season, uh, Villanova shoots nearly 36% just from three-point land alone. So it was a very uh, unusual offensive performance in that game against Providence. Seton Hall's coming into this game hot. You know, they just beat Marquette in a game where they shot 12 for 26 from three-point land. Dang. Seton Hall, they really like to push the pace. They, they're averaging 75 points per game on the season. And over the, the during the recent three-game winning streak, Seton Hall is averaging 81 points per game. Uh, Villanova, Damn. meanwhile, it, yeah. <laughs> Villanova, meanwhile, you know, going on the road doesn't scare them. They actually kind of they kind of they're averaging 74 points per game away from home, and they're shooting 46% from the field away from home. Um, you know, now I know we have two of the top defenses here going at it in the Big East, uh, but I like the over in this one. Just the way these offenses are clicking, I think the over is the best play in this game. All right, I like that. Especially with Nova coming off a loss. I, I love when they come off losses because then it's like, now we will prove something. We will avenge our loss. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the way they shot in that game, I don't see them shooting it two games in a row like that. Yeah, no. Sometimes you have a bad night. It happens. I'd love to see. Exactly. I have a future on Seton Hall, 18 to 1. So I would like to see them do as well as they can. All right, another team I have a future on is Florida State, and they will be playing Notre Dame. Uh, this is a big ACC matchup. Uh, Florida State's 24-5. and five. They're number seven in the country, number two in the ACC. I feel like they should be number one, I'm just saying. Um, they're looking to sweep the Irish. They came coming off a close loss at Clemson, 70-69, to 69, uh, as three-and-a-half-point favorites there. They did win four in a row before that. They're six and five on the road. So this is where you beat Florida State is when they are on the road. Notre Dame is 18 and 11. If you would have told me that they're number five in the ACC, I don't think I would have believed you. Um, they're coming off a loss at Wake, 84 to 73 is two-point favorites. They've won three of their last five, and they're 14 and three on their own court. I'm showing Florida State minus two and a half at one, and the total is 147. I kind of like this home dog here. What do you think? Right, you know, the Seminoles coming off that loss uh, to Clemson there at the buzzer, but they're definitely a team, obviously, a lock to make the NCAA tournament. Uh, a win here at Notre Dame would put them in a first-place tie in the ACC with uh, Louisville. Uh, Notre Dame, 9-9 nine and nine in the ACC. They pretty much, <laughs> I think, had their tournament chances disappear with that loss at Wake Forest. Uh, Notre Dame really doesn't have any kind of signature wins that, you know, when the committee looks at the, you know, at who they want in the big dance, you know, they don't have that on their resume. This would definitely be – there's definitely an opportunity to get there, but I think that that ship may have sailed. Um, you know, both teams come into this game with very good offenses. Notre Dame's ranked third in the ACC. Florida State's fourth. The big difference, though, is on the defensive end. Florida State's ranked third in defense. <laughs> Notre Dame's dead last in the ACC in defense. Um, you know, the first game, as you mentioned, was a close one. 85-84 Florida State win in yeah. Tallahassee, a game that could have gone either way. 
Notre Dame is a veteran club. You know, they've got four seniors on their team that see significant playing time. John Mooney, he's a double-double machine. Um, I'm thinking this is going to be another close game. Uh, Florida State's going to really try and push the pace in this game. Notre Dame's averaging 83 points per game at home over their last five games. Uh, Such a veteran team, I think they're going to come out firing. Florida State's going to be tough for them to stop scoring, though, as well. Uh, The over is 6-0 in the last – oh, over. Take the over. (laughs) Last uh, Notre Dame games, six home games, over. Take over 147 in this one. (laughs) All right, beautiful. Thank you, Damon. Take the over in Notre Dame. We'll be right back with Craig Trapp in the NBA Picks. Hey guys, and welcome back to Picks and Parlays. As promised, I've got Craig Trapp here with some free NBA picks for you for Wednesday, March the 4th. Craig, how you doing? Uh, excited, man. It's uh, time to turn the, the page. Once I see hump day in front of me, I start turning that page to the weekend. And man, March Madness really starts next week. Uh, you know, when I consider the, the Power Five uh, conference tournament start. I'm going to be in Vegas a week from today. I'll be in Vegas for two weeks. So Woo. that always excites me come March Madness time. <laughs> well, of course it does. I have a ton of friends on their way in town. So, yeah, it's about that time. And Mountain West Tournament is all week long. I'll, I'm working it at the end of the week, so I'm pretty stoked about that too. Okay, but nice. enough about – You give me tickets, Allie. You give me tickets. <laughs> I'm working here, all right? <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so, sorry. Uh, Let's switch over to NBA. Enough about the college. We'll switch to NBA. Uh, We've got three matchups that have lines, one that we think we could probably project one. Everyone else is kind of playing tonight, so we don't have all of our odds ready. Uh, Well, I mean, we would have our odds ready, but, like, they don't. Um, So we're going to start with the Pacers and the Bucks. all right? So Indiana's 37-24, and 31-27-1 against the spread. Both of these teams have a positive spread-covering record, so I always like a game like that. Uh, The Pacers have won four in a row, coming off one at the Spurs, 116-111. They covered the minus two-and-a-half. This is their third road game in a row. Uh, Milwaukee... God, what do we say about Milwaukee, man? 52 and not 52 and nine people. All right. Uh, if you missed, if like you wanted to buy a future on Milwaukee, you missed it, bro. Okay, like there's yeah. no value there anymore. They have an 852 win percentage. It's just crazy. Um, they are coming off a really rare loss at Miami. So apparently the buck steps in Miami. Uh, 27 and three at home, minus 11 points on their own court, and the totals 222. What can you tell me about this? Well, I guess if you're, this is the time I think to start betting against the Bucks as far as against the spread numbers are concerned, because one, these lines are getting out of control, and two, I think the Bucks, you know, now they feel very secure. They're going to have the number one seed in the East, number right. one seed overall. And they're starting to maybe start to coast a little. We've seen that, like you said, the lost in Miami last time out. Uh, they've had two losses in the last uh, few games here. And I think, you know, I'm not saying they're, they're mailing it in at this point because I don't think that's the case at all. But yeah. human nature kind of takes over. And, and then the odds makers go crazy here. We saw this line open at 10 all the way to 11. Yes, the Pacers are third road game in a row, but they've had these spaced out a little. And it wasn't like Spurs team is a team that beat you up uh, last time out. They're kind of a finesse team now, which is kind of weird that Coach Popovich team would be a finesse team, but that's the case. And the Pacers look really good. They've been really starting to turn it around. 
And I think that tonight, getting 11 points on the road, I think it's just enough for the Pacers. So let's take the Pacers plus 11. I just think Victor Oladipo finally starting to work back in this rotation in Indiana. And I think he'll have enough uh, to slow down this Bucks team. Don't forget also Brogdon. He was the big guy that uh, that I think the Bucks let go in the offseason, and he's returning to Milwaukee. So I think he has a little something to prove here uh, that the big free agency signing by Indiana returning home. So I like the Pacers plus the points here getting um, nearly uh, – or they're actually getting 11 now. Yeah, that's a good angle with Brogdon. I didn't think about that. That's why you're the boss, Applesauce. All right. <laughs> so we're going to move on to the garden. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies are playing the Boston Celtics. Memphis is 30-31. and 31. They have won two in a row. No. Huh? No, they're playing the Brooklyn Nets. Oh. <laughs> You're correct there. They both start with a B. It's been a long day. Okay, so <laughs> Memphis is still 30-31, and 31, though. They have still won two in a row, coming off a win at Atlanta, 127-88. to 88. That was a beat down. That was a 39-point beat down that was happening um both of these teams are four and six in their last 10 so they're both looking to improve on the road memphis is 13 and 7. brooklyn the nets are 26 and 33. they've lost four in a row coming off one in miami i'm telling miami's knocking suckers down right now 116 to 113 their home record is 16 and 3. Uh, both of these teams give up over 110 110 points a game so that always makes me kind of glance towards a total. I'm showing the Nets minus two and the total at 225. What do you think about that? Well, what I think is this Brooklyn team is banged up. They're playing on Tuesday night, losing at Boston. Now they have to travel back home against a rested Memphis team that's mm -hmm. young and loves to run and push the ball. I think that spells a big, big trouble for Brooklyn Nets. I think Memphis Grizzlies win outright. I just think we continue to see this Memphis team push um, I don't think they're going to make that eighth spot in the West, but they're going to make it interesting. And coming into the season, if you just said this team is even going to push for a playoff spot, I think most people would have, uh, especially Memphis fans, would have taken that. I just think uh, Morant continues to prove he's going to be the rookie of the year. As good as Zion has been since returning, um, Morant has put it up for the whole season, and I think he's going to get rewarded in that. And I think tonight he has a big game, of course. It would have been nice to see Kyrie Irving uh, up against him and see how he does, but of course, Kyrie and Durant now out for the year for Brooklyn. And let's take the Memphis Grizzlies on the money line here. I don't even think you need the two points. And I think you're right. I think I would parlay this with the over 225 because when Memphis wins, they usually score 120 plus. And yeah. I think we can get, uh, you know, the Nets to score in the hundreds as well. And that'll push this well over that 225 total. But my, t my top play on this one would be the Grizzlies on, as, as uh, Ali says, the money line. <laughs> the money line. I like it. I always love my plus money. I saw Zion got a rookie of the month. Well-deserved. Yeah, I'll give it to him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. You're just a Duke. You're a Duke lover, so we can't. Anytime a Duke player is involved, we should put an asterisk by your name, like teach asterisk. <laughs> I always, I love talking about teams like, like uh, the Pelicans, because they have like five Duke guys, like Grayson yeah. Allen, Justice Winslow. Like that's just all Duke is who that is. Like it's just yeah. missing Coach K, really. Be honest. Um, okay, so next game we're gonna do Utah and the Knicks. This is like 
the Knicks are killing me right now. Like, okay, Knicks, at home, your record is 10 and 20, and now you're kicking Spike Lee out? Like, you need someone else to be angry at you and not want to watch your games? Like, this doesn't even make sense. Dolan is just such a, can I say numb nuts? Because I'm gonna. He's a numb nuts. Uh, so Utah is 38 and 22. They've won two in a row. Last one was at Cleveland, 126 to 113. They're six and four in their last 10 on the road, 17 and three. So not a bad record. And they're cruising into old New York, 19 and 42, injury ridden. Spike Lee kicking out. James Dolan managing the Knicks, and they just uh, won two in a row. Now that I look at my notes again. Uh, just beat Houston 125 to 123. It was a close one, but I think Houston's kind of in that same spot the Bucks are where they, they don't care about that stuff. Okay, so the Jazz are minus seven and a half, and the total is 220. What do you think about this one? Well, I think it's too bad for a Knicks fan that you beat the best win of the year for them at home. Uh, beating Houston gets overlooked by the Spike Lee incident and who knows what's right or wrong in this incident. I mean, uh, James Dolan and the Knicks said all they asked him to do was not come in the employee entrance that he's come in for years and to go into the VIP entrance, which everybody else goes in. And then Spike Lee looked at halftime to meet Dolan and everything went okay. But then today he comes out on, of course, all the media and said he's not going to go to the game anymore and that that wasn't the case. So who knows? But I think as a Knicks fan, you have to see a little hope with this team. They're starting to play a little better, a little more consistently. I don't know if they can cover the seven and a half. I'm a little more inclined to play the under here at 220 because mm. I just think the Knicks know they can't run with many teams. They're not going to outscore many teams this year. And I think this is set up for a nice under game, under 220 here. I think the Knicks maybe cover, but the much stronger play is we'll just play the under 220. And maybe the Knicks, uh, you know, maybe they eke another uh, upset out here, but. If you're going to play this game, I don't think I would take the Knicks uh, with the points. I think I would take a money line because I think the Knicks either rally around that big win and, and pull up a, another upset or they get blown out because that's just the type of team this Knicks team is. They either come up big or they don't show up at all. I still 10 and 20 at home. You're supposed to be professionals. This stuff keeps me awake at night, okay? Awake <laughs> at night. Imagine um, if you're a New York Knicks fan. They've been doing this for what? Since Patrick Ewing retired, basically, I guess when Allen Houston was there, when Reggie Miller was pulling, uh, still killing him in the garden, there was a little bit. Man, they haven't been good. Uh, Jeff Van Gundy. Who I mean, you go way back. My John Starks. I love John Starks. Yeah. Wasn't he? In, yeah, back. he Those was are the in Jordan there. Yeah, yeah. I loved John. He might be my favorite Nick. Although I remember uh, I lived in New York for two years growing up, and Patrick Ewing's nose, any time we would drive through the Lincoln Tunnel, we would call it the Patrick Ewing Tunnel because it was like driving through his gigantic nostrils. It was like in fourth grade. Super funny. Okay, so let's talk. Let's talk about a game we don't have a line on yet. Um, I like both of these teams a lot. Pelicans, 36 and, or sorry, 26 and 34, coming off a home loss to the Lakers, 122 to 114. They're six and four in the last 10. JJ Redick, I don't know if you heard of him, but he like went to Duke. Um, and Williams are both out. They're 14 and 16. Are you trying not to laugh or are you trying not to cry? Yes. Yes. Asterisk, Duke. Every time I hear Duke, I asterisk. That one was just for you. I wasn't going to say that. Andrew, put that on the graphic for now on. Um, Mavericks are 37 and 25. Um, 
After four road games, they're finally heading back home. They just lost at the Bulls, 109-107, to did not cover the seven-point spread. Um, they're dealing with some injuries. Seth Curry, <coughs> Willie Cauley-Stein, uh, Jalen Brunson out day-to-day. Not great things going on for the Mavs, which is unfortunate because they've been really fun to watch all season. 16 and 14 at home. It's kind of even keel. So what what would you project this line to be? Well, if um, Luka Donnie plays, which it sounds like he will, um, mm-hmm. I would expect Dallas to be in that five point, uh, four to five point favorite here. And the reason is the Pelicans are in a back-to-back. Of course, they're playing at home tonight against Minnesota, winning um, – which you're not going to believe this score. It's not even the end of the third quarter, and New Orleans is winning 104 to 97. The total tonight was one or 240. I think it was 242, and I thought that's crazy, you know. But I would expect this total to be into the 240s as well. I mean, this New Orleans team is scoring and scoring in bunches. Uh, the ball and La- and the uh, ball and Zion connection. I mean, the alley oops that they're throwing is is unbelievable. The way they get out and run. And, off uh, out of bounds plays. I mean, it's been fun to watch. I like uh, I like another high scoring game. I mean, even if it's in the high two thirties, low two forties, I think you take the over here. I just think this is it's not a New Orleans team that that likes to play any defense, but nobody can stop them either. So I think you just uh, you just lay the over with these uh, Pelicans games. I mean, almost every game has been um, they're scoring in the mid one twenties to one thirties, and nobody. Lakers included have really been able to stop Zion. I mean, Zion has been as advertised. I thought he might be a little overrated, but it has not been the case. Uh, Zion Williams is a superstar in the making, I think. I thought the same thing, too. I was nervous. I kind of even talked some, not trash, but I talked him under. I just wasn't sure he was a big man that could stay healthy. And I really like John kind of thought he was more versatile, but holy cow, this man breaks Nikes for crying out loud. And yeah, man among boys, he is now a man among men. Um, yeah, at 300 pounds, I mean, is what, what they're saying. I mean, he moves like a 240 guy. I mean, he's, he's kind of like LeBron-esque where it's just, he, he he's a freak of nature. I just worry at that size, um, we're not going to see the Blake Griffin type stuff where he starts to break down in his mid uh, or early 30s. All right, Craig, it is a pleasure to have you as always. I'll catch you next time. You guys stick around. I'm going to recap all the picks from today's show right when we get back. Hey, guys, welcome back to Picks and Parlays. Once again, my name is Allie Burns. Don't forget to check me out at Plus Money Honey on Twitter. It's been an excellent, excellent round of handicapping today, gentlemen. I must say we are going to go over all of the picks, but let me remind you about that promo code. Use the promo code MARCH all through the entire month of March, and it will save you 15% upon checkout as much as you want, as many cappers as your heart desires when you visit us at picksandparlays.net. All right, so grab your pen, grab your paper, grab your GI and give them a hug, and I'm going to recap all the picks from today's show for you. So we started out with Al Ninos and Nick Gieber. I don't know if you know, but Al Ninos actually won the next top capper contest last spring. He and Nick both agree. Wolverton and Brighton take the Wolves minus a half. A, sorry, take the Wolves minus a half a goal and minus 116. Sheffield at Norwich takes Sheffield minus the 118. Watford versus Crystal Palace take Watford 
at plus 110. Up next, we had Damien the Omen Sosh. Damien is in the top five handicappers on the site for the last 30 days. Kind of a big deal. Definitely check him out. Uh, his college basketball picks, he says, Xavier at Providence. Take that home team, Providence minus five. Georgia at Creighton, lay that big number, minus 11 with the home team there. Nova at Seton Hall, let's go over 140 in that matchup. Florida State at Notre Dame, take the over 147. And then we wrap things up with Craig Trapp and his NBA matchups. Craig says in the Pacers and the Bucks, take the Pacers plus 11. Jazz at Knicks, let's take the under 220 points. Grizzlies at Nets, take the Grizzlies plus two. And catch a good line on that Pelicans game, get on the over. All right, guys, it's been a great show. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to check us out every Monday through Friday right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Sorry, <laughs> this has been Allie Birds with Picks and Parlays. <laughs> Bet, win, repeat. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 